Welcome to Corks and Cowtown, where everything is poppin'. Grab your drinks, the show is about to begin. Well, howdy, y'all, and welcome back to Corks and Cowtown. It is a new year. I cannot believe it is literally the year 2023. I think I'm officially starting to feel old. Um, today's podcast is brought to you by me here at uh, Paul's studio. He is suffering today, I think, with the sickness that we've all had. So you just get to deal with me and my voice rambling for the day. But also, I'm just like excited because it is a whole new year. I missed y'all. Um, I hope everyone had great holidays. And I hope that, well, actually, I kind of wonder, and if you could write me and let me know, if anyone else spent New Year's under the table eating grapes like I did. Um, a lot of people were laughing at that because they didn't understand, but apparently it's a tradition. Um, and Hispanic culture is what I was told. I could be completely wrong, but apparently at midnight you go under the table and you eat 12 grapes and each grape you make a wish for the new year. So it's like one wish a month. <clears throat> so, um, did I do that? Absolutely. Was I at my friend's house party and was everyone cheersing and having a great time while I hid under a table? also true. Um, but it happened. So that is how I started the new year. And I definitely did start the new year off a little hungover. But um, yeah, here we go again. It's a whole new year full of new possibilities. And I kind of wanted to talk to about talk about that with y'all. Um, I found an article that I thought was really funny I wanted to read. Um, and it is a list of predictions made in 1923 about the year 2023. So let's go ahead and dive right in because I think some of these are pretty hilarious and some of them actually like make sense and I can see where they came from and others. I have no idea what these people were smoking, but also that was like a long ass time ago. So let's dive in. Um, the first one, this is also a list on Twitter if you want to go read it yourself by a guy named, I believe, Paul Ferrari. I would like to say. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce his last name. We all know I'm not good with pronunciation. Um, but the first one says, the workday will be four hours long. I wish. I know that a lot of places are now doing like a four-day work week, and I'm very curious to see how that turns out. But no, he. this guy said that he also thinks that every town will be spotless which would be amazing. Can you imagine if like Fort Worth didn't have any trash in it? No, that I, I can't even imagine that. I would love to imagine it, but I just literally cannot. Um, the next one says that women will blacken their teeth and shave their heads. And it says, we should worry. I now predict by the year 2023, only a mere little stretch of century ahead, women will probably be shaving their heads I mean, that part is true. Women are shaving their heads and not really caring. Um, but also, like, some people can really pull that off. And I've already told all my friends that if they ever had a terminal illness, that I would shave my head with them. Um, and it says, and the men will be wearing curls. I don't know why that's so surprising whenever people, like, men literally used to wear wigs, like, back in the day. Um, also, the maidens may pronounce it the height of style and personal primping to blacken their teeth. Won't we be pretty, it says, by Savannah News. I'm very confused about the blacking of teeth. Um, I, I would really like someone to explain that to me and exactly maybe what they were thinking. 
Um, that is just very bizarre. Okay, so the Minneapolis Journal then said that radio will replace gasoline. It is at an attractive prophecy that Glenn Curtis, the airline authority, gives of air flight. It says this, these are all very old and written in like very strange sentences. He predicts that by the year 2023, gasoline as a motive power will have been replaced by radio and that the skies will be filled with a myriad craft sailing over well-defined routes. I don't really understand that because I'm trying to think of like, is he talking about like radio waves? How would that power something that needs gas? I have no idea. Anyways, we're just going through this. Um, the next one is that all people will be beautiful. Fewer doctors and present diseases unknown. All people are beautiful. Beauty contests will be unnecessary as there will be many beautiful people that it will be almost impossible to select winners. The same will apply to baby contests. Can you imagine just like being like, here's the thing. The thing about this one that really gets me is the fact that like it's so vain and that this is the shit that people like... We sit here and talk about how like vain people are now and that everyone's like so obsessed with image. This is like not a new thing. Like this has been going on for years. This is from 1923. And they're literally saying that like all babies will be beautiful and that like people in general will be beautiful and like there won't be a winner. I just, I have no idea. Um, life expect expectancy will be a hundred years. Does anyone want to live to be a hundred is my question. I know that like my great grandma, I think ended up being a hundred and one or two, but I don't, I don't know if I would want to be a hundred years old. I really just don't wait. This next one says that, oh, this other person, a scientist says a century from now, the average length of human life will be 300 years. Quite a change. We of today have been living that long about once a month. So I don't think they could really decide if it was going to be 100 years or 300 years. I can't, I really can't imagine being alive for 300 years. That sounds awful. I think that's kind of like if you were a vampire, right? Right? Maybe? I don't know. Okay, next we have, what on earth is this? I also haven't read this all the way through, so y'all are getting to experience it with me. It says people will wear kidney cozies. Kidney cozies will be worn to protect the kidneys on chilly days, <laughs> just the same as a teapot, and the north is kept by a tea cozy. What? First of all, I'm not a tea person. What is a tea cozy? And I can't imagine what a kidney cozy is. I mean, wouldn't that just be a jacket? I have questions. Um, once again, they go back to men will curl their hair. I guess they were really upset about men potentially curling their hair. It says curls for men by 2023 predicts anthropologist bases his statement on trend of masculine and feminine styles. There we go again with just like no one can do anything without having to give it a title. Um, this one, it says the U.S. will have a population of 300 million, which I'm pretty sure that's pretty close um, to what we are now, I would imagine. I think that we're probably a lot more than that, but I feel like that's a pretty semi-close. Um, what is this next one? Accurate, like semi-accurate prediction. Okay, this one is outrageous. 
Utensils will be made of pulp. What were these people smoking? Um, Utensils and dwellings, oh, and dwellings, will be manufactured largely of pulp and cements. So to utilize vegetation and stone in every stage of decay, ordinary waste or unfitness. That, can you imagine waking up in your house just smelling like oranges every day? Like pulp. That's all I can think of. I don't know what other type of pulp I would really want my house to smell like is my whole thing. Um, The next one says flights from Chicago to Hamburg will only take 18 hours. I don't know where the fuck Hamburg is, but it says a new polar airline has opened making flights across the North Pole from Chicago to Hamburg possible in 18 hours. I feel like the only flight that's going to take you 18 hours is going to be like across the country. So if Hamburg is in anywhere near the U S then I think that's a hard no. Um, Oh, this one's kind of semi true. I could see newspapers will have been out of business for 50 years. It says in a variety of forecasts of 2023, when many varieties of aircraft are flying through the heavens, we do not begin the day by reading the world's news, but by listening to it, for the newspaper has gone out of business more than half a century before. So honestly, that one is semi-accurate, I would say, because I feel like most people like with radio, TV, social media, any type of platform, I mean, tell, tell me the last time you read a newspaper. Has anyone read a newspaper anytime soon? I think, but here's the thing too, is like whenever I do read the news, it's on my phone and it's typically like a video clip. So, oh, what is this one? The private kitchen will disappear. Tomorrow's food will be seasoned and prepared by chemical formulas. Oh, this is okay. Which will preserve the freshness of fruits and meats, rid them of indigestible qualities, and send them to the table ready to use. Instead of sauces that merely consens, consens, I have no idea how to say this word, um, the palate, we shall have detectable blends of concentrated vitamins, calories, ferments, and tissue tonics. All of those words stress me out immediately. Um... But in a sense, also, part of that I feel like is true because literally, like, the government fucks with our food 24-7. And if you know anything about, like, GMOs and all that shit, then you know. And also, like, anything that is, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, processed. Like, I mean, that's semi, semi on par. Um, this one I wish was true. It says cancer will be eradicated. It says cancer, tuberculosis, infantile paralysis, locomotor axia, and leprosy will all be eradicated. I don't know what locomotor ataxia is, but um, it would be amazing if cancer could be eradicated anytime. Um, war will be wireless, and we might have telepathy. Can I... Mm, That one's really long, the little article about it, but um, I guess in a sense war is wireless because you can now like launch a nuclear weapon at the push of a button. So I guess like there's definitely no wire. Um, That is uh, telepathy though. Mm, Maybe not. Um, That would be actually kind of cool though, I think. Um, We're almost done with these. Oh wait, here's the last one. It says... 
wait, it says people will communicate using watch size radio telephones. Okay, Apple Watch. That's terrifying. Um, by 2023, there will be no mail between New York and San Francisco. Pittsburgh and London concerns will record on talking films. Orders will orders from merchants in Peking and a hundred or in a thousand mile an hour freighters will make deliveries of goods before sunset. Watch size radio telephones will keep everybody in communication with the ends of the earth. Okay, so honestly, I feel like some of these are like, I would need to know who predicted these because some of these actually are <clears throat> semi-spot on or not spot on, but like I at least understand where they're coming from. And I think that's freaking wild that like some of those, you have to think of like how long ago that was and the fact that that was, what war? Was that World War, I guess it was between World War One and Two is whenever this was done. So that's pretty freaking wild. Um, I would like to know what everyone else's predictions for the new year are, though. I know that there's some people on TikTok that go through and they predict, like, major events. Like, there was one that predicted uh, the queen passing and when and where. And, I mean, that like, some of the things, like, make sense or whatever, but... I think it's very interesting that some people are able to, like, this is what they spend their time doing is, like, making actual predictions for, like, the year. So, anyways, moving on. The next one that I found is actually from June of last year, but a lot of it, like, relates, I think, as far as, like, the world's greatest, like, life hacks because I feel like that's something that's very relatable and necessary for the new year of things that you need to know. Also, sorry, I'm drinking my tea in between sips since it's just me and I have to take a breath every now and then. <laughs> also, I may or may not have poured a shot of vodka into it. So there's that. Um, just because, like, I feel like I'm not on today. You know, do you all ever have those days? I wish, does anyone have a flask at their office? That's what I would like to know also. Or does your job just not care if you drink on the job? Let me know. I remember one of my old jobs, whenever my friend and I decided we were going to quit, we literally at lunch every single day would go to a central market and buy a bottle of wine and chug it. So that was probably not one of my best moves, but it is something that we did. So let's see. Okay. The greatest life hacks. Hold on. Let me pull up this full article from New York Times that I had to end up paying for because I've already read enough articles from them. So that's upsetting. Um... Okay, here are some of the life hacks that were written in, and a couple of them were reworded, obviously, to make things a little bit more concise. All right, let's go. When you have 90% of a large project completed, finishing up the final details will take another 90%. I think that's pretty true. Because I feel like whenever you're at the end, that's kind of whenever you're, like, doing all your last-minute, like, changes and fixes, but at the same time, I'm, pro I'm a procrastinator, so I typically just, like, knock shit out as fast as possible towards the end of a deadline. So that's me personally, though. Anything you say before the word but does not count, which, honestly, I'm very guilty of this one because I try and, like, I want to get my point across, but then I also want to, like, give people, like, a little bit of space to, like, 
have a break and comprehend maybe what I'm saying and then go in with like a harsh truth sometimes. So I do think that that's very true though because you're literally putting a butt in there. Um, Denying or deflecting a compliment is rude. Accept it with thanks. This is something that I think females especially um, probably find hard to do. I mean, some some of y'all are very, very confident and I know that you accept things easily. But I always feel uncomfortable when some someone gives me a compliment because I feel like sometimes if you're being given something, you need to give something back immediately. And if I don't have something, just saying thank you seems like passive aggressive almost in a sense to me. So, but also like if someone's like, oh, your outfit's cute, I immediately don't even say thank you. I'm just like, oh, this is where I got it from and it was like 20 bucks. So I'd rather say something like that. Um, but I do need to get better about that. And I think that that is a very good point because someone does deserve like a thank you for being nice. Um, what is this? Getting cheated occasionally is a small price to pay for trusting the best in everyone. Because when you trust the best in others, they will treat you the best. I don't know if I agree with this, but I also don't know exactly what they're meaning. Like, I would like an example with this one because I feel like if someone's cheating you, then there's no trust there to begin with. So I would like an example of that one. But if you have one, please send it in. Let me know. When you get invited to something in the future, ask yourself, would I do this tomorrow? Like a party, I'm guessing? A dinner, like, I don't know. That's a really good one, I think, because I have a really bad tendency of just telling people, like, I'll let you know because half the time I want to, like, check my schedule and make sure I don't have other things around it because I don't like doing stuff back to back to back, like, day by day. So that is a good one, though. Purchase a tourist guidebook to your hometown. You'll learn a lot playing tourist once a year. Has anyone done that in Fort Worth? Do we have a tourist guidebook? Visit Fort Worth? Sydney, Taryn, someone, tell me, maybe. Um, Maybe that's something that we need to do. I think that like a lot of Instagram pages now kind of like there's like Fort Worth love list and stuff like that that kind of show you the things to do around Fort Worth. But also I know there's so many things that are missing that always get kind of overlooked. So I'm not sure about that. Like, I know there's like a walking tour in downtown Fort Worth. I think it's Explore Fort Worth. Um, but they do tours. And that's something I've never seen, like, highly publicized. So y'all make sure and check them out, too. Um, the thing that made you weird as a kid can make you great as an adult. I believe that. I don't know what made me weird as a kid, though. So... I, I don't know if, I don't know. I guess I've always just been kind of weird. Not like anything like particular though. So that's the issue there. But I do agree with that. I think that you should totally let your kids be weird. Um, it's not an apology if it comes with an excuse. Absolutely fucking agree. Absolutely fucking agree. Um, if you're apologizing for something, just apologize. Just because it's not your fault doesn't mean it's not your responsibility. I would like to know an example of this one, too, because I would like to know what the hell they're talking about. Just because it's not your fault doesn't mean it's not your responsibility. Hmm. 
I'm trying to think of a good example maybe for that one, but we'll have to go back to that one. Ignore what they're thinking of you because they're not thinking of you. I think that's a good one. I tell uh, this to my little nieces all the time because they're at the stage where they get like really shy and embarrassed over really dumb shit. Like they don't want to like order their food at a restaurant. And they're like, well, what if I say something wrong? And I'm just like, who cares? But also, I guess I never really went through that as a kid. So I just really don't care what anyone thinks about me. Um, But I think that is a good point because literally like people are not thinking about you as much as you think they are. Like you think about you more than anything. Like people are not consistently being like, oh, what the fuck? Like I know that no one's sitting at home at night just being like thinking over everything that I've ever done in my life. So, oh, this one's gross. If you think you saw a mouse, you did. And if there is one, there are others. That just makes me think about New York. That's all I can think about. Also, I watched a video the other day and it was this girl at the subway platform in New York and this little rat just like ran up to her and she literally picked it up and put it in her purse. And someone got it on film and it was disgusting. So there's that. Um, I have only seen a mouse one time at someone's place and I never want to see another one. Something does not need to be perfect to be wonderful, especially weddings. I definitely agree with this. Nothing ever needs to be like perfect for it to be wonderful. But them saying especially weddings, like I don't think I've ever been to a perfect wedding. And I think anyone that's ever had a wedding knows that nothing goes perfectly. So there's that too. The biggest lie we tell ourselves, oh, this one's relatable. I don't need to write that down because I will remember it. I do this all the time. Even if I'm like scrolling on like line or looking for like something like research wise with work, I'll be like, oh, I need to go back and do that. And I'm just like, oh, that's a good idea. And if I do not write it down immediately, I completely forget what it is. And then I have lost so many good ideas that way. So I'm a big list person. I have like in my notes app on my phone, I think I have like even just like to-do list. I think I have like seven running all the time of just like random things. I don't know who Kevin Kelly is, but it says, bravo to Kevin Kelly. Everybody learns life lessons. Not everyone clarifies them with such precision and shares them with such generosity. But even Kelly does not have a monopoly on practical wisdom. I ha- I don't know who Kevin Kelly is, but now I feel like I need to look him up. So this is going to be something that I write down and I look up. Um. Oh, wait, hold on. It says, for example, over the last few years... I've embraced almost as a religious mantra the idea that if you are not sure you can carry it all, take two, take two trips. Um, if you're carrying groceries and you have to take two trips, it's a hard no, dog. I feel like an absolute loser, yes, whenever I have to take two trips carrying in groceries. Um, but also, like I told y'all, for like Christmas, if you get one of those like Hulkin bags or one of those little carriers to help you with your, like your groceries, but also the amount of times that I've just like my arms have almost fallen off and I've lost circulation from carrying in bags. I mean, I just don't take two trips. Just take one. Just tough it out. Tough it out. Um, this one says, always make a, make the call. If you're disturbed or confused by something someone did, always pick up the phone. I've gotten a lot better at this of like voicing my concerns with people, but it is something that's like really hard, I feel like, for people to do because you never know um, if you like maybe misread a situation. And also confrontation, like 
with a friend can sometimes be very scary because you don't want them to think you're coming at them like sideways or the wrong way. So, but I do think that obviously communication is key and that you need to um, talk things out. Also, I read a quote over the weekend and it really hit me and it said, a lot of people think communication is key, but actually comprehension is key. And I was like, oh shit, that's true. Because if someone's not willing to listen and try and even comprehend what you're saying, you can communicate with them all day, but they're still not going to hear you. So I think that's something else to think about. Um, A search around the world of online advice. Oh, wait, hold on. Just kidding. That's a little um, preface to this next one. It says job interviews are not really about you. They're about your employer's needs and how you can fill them which I think is good. And anytime that I've gone in for a job interview, something I was told like a long time ago is that you're supposed to go to the jobs like website and basically research the shit out of them and look for like keywords that they use, like what's their motto, what's their like um, statement, et cetera. See what like businesses, like are they very, are they very invested into charity and whatnot? And you're supposed to use all of those things in your business interview or your job interview to help you actually get the job if that's what you're wanting. It says, if you can't make up your mind between two options, flip a coin. Don't decide based on the side of the coin that came up. Decide based on your emotional reaction to which side came up. I think that's smart and dumb at the same time because why are you flipping a coin then? You should have just gone with which option you're emotionally invested in. But that's just me. Maybe some people like flipping a coin. I know some people have like an app on their phone that literally lets them flip a coin. Take photos of your of things your parents do every day. That's how you'll want to remember them. I, I, I can't relate to this one. I have no idea. I'm trying to think of things that people do every day. I don't know if I'd want a picture of someone like cooking in the kitchen or just sitting on the couch. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like things that people do or that like I do. Like I wouldn't want someone just taking a picture of me like cooking in the kitchen in sweats with no makeup on and my hair up. No. Get a good photo of me. Um, hmm. Build identity capital. In your 20s, do three fascinating things that job interviewers and dinner companions will want to ask you about for the rest of your life. Well, I'm not in my 20s anymore, so but I have done plenty of other dumb shit in my thirties. So there's that. Um, really, I would say just do whatever you want and you should do things that will just make you happy and share them with people. I don't think they necessarily have to be fascinating things. Cause like, how do you even narrow that down? Like, that's just so interesting. Um, marriage is a 50 year conversation. Marry someone you want to talk to for the rest of your life. I don't, I think I've passed. I don't think I'll make it to a 50-year conversation. <laughs> Maybe 30, who knows? Um, but I do think that's a good point is like, that's something that I know we've discussed millions of times before is that whenever it comes to like marriage, um, this is something we'll get into later this year too, is that I was reading a bunch of things, obviously for like New Year's, people are talking about like being single in relationships, et cetera. And it was talking about how men typically will, 
marry the woman in front of them just whenever they're ready to get married. It's not necessarily like the person they want to be with. And I think women are guilty of doing this too, is they're just like, well, I'm just comfortable with someone. And so you end up in a marriage that you don't even necessarily like the person because you're just seeing it as like, oh, well, it's just like the timing's right or, well, I'm comfortable or, well, we've been together this long. Like, instead of being like, is this someone I actually want to spend the rest of my life with? So, um, obviously, you all know my thoughts on a lot of that stuff, but I do think that that's important is you should definitely think of it as like, it's a 50-year, I wouldn't say conversation, it's 50-year commitment. Same thing as like whenever you get a dog and you think it's really cute as a puppy and everything and it's really fun, but then you have to go through hard times with it and you want to like take it back or give it back. No, you literally made a commitment to keep that dog or like whenever the dog's older and it starts having medical issues, you made a commitment to that. That's not the time to get rid of it. Like a dog alone is like a 15-year commitment. So think about marriage as being a lot fucking longer than that. Same thing as having a kid with somebody. So you were literally stuck with that person to a minimum of 18 years. So um, if you're giving a speech, be vulnerable. Fall on the audience members and let them catch you. They will. I don't know if I agree with that one because I've definitely been places before where the audience was not into a speech and it was incredibly awkward. But that's also because the people were talking about super inappropriate things. I don't know what this one means, so I'm not going to read it. Um, if you're traveling in a place you've never been before, listen to an album you've never heard before. Forever after, that music will remind you of that place. I think that's kind of a cool thing to do is like listen to something, say, on a plane or like train on the way to go see someone or like somewhere. Oh, gross. I would not do this. It says, if you're cutting cake at a birthday party with a bunch of kids howling around you, it's quicker and easier to cut the cake with dental floss, not a knife. Lay the floss across the cake and press down firmly. First of all, who just has dental floss lying around? I mean, I have dental floss, like, in my bathroom, but, like, it would be a lot easier for me just to use a knife from the kitchen, like, to, like, cut a cake versus going and being like, hey, let me go grab some dental floss real fast. But also a lot of people don't know how to cut a cake, and that's something that um, I actually know how to do very well, and I always get volunteered for it because whenever you work in the service industry, especially somewhere like a country club that I did growing up, um, you have to learn how to do that shit. So if you ever need tips, let me know. Um, when you're beginning a writing project, give yourself permission to write badly. You can fix. You can't fix it until it's down on paper. Um. I mean, that's true. I would say, I don't know how many people have writing projects these days unless you're literally in college um, or you write for a living. So I think that most people that like write for a living aren't bad writers. So I don't know if I necessarily agree with this one. Um, one off, one off events usually don't amount to much. Organize gatherings that meet once a month or once a year. I can feel that. I actually, um, We'll hopefully be announcing something in like maybe a month that y'all will need to all uh, save the day for. That will hopefully be a yearly thing. So fingers crossed. Um, make the day. Don't let the day make you. Make sure you're setting your schedule, not responding to invitations from others. I think this really depends on what you do 
and your job and everything else because sometimes your job is responding to others and making sure that you fit them into yours or you fit into their schedule. Um, if you meet a jerk once a month, you've met a jerk. If you meet jerks every day, you're a jerk. That <laughs> I agree with because the amount of people that go around all the time and play the victim and are just like, oh my God, everyone's so mean to me or everyone, oh, this happened to me. Anytime you meet someone like that and just like everything is happening to them, I feel like you have to realize and be like, what's the common denominator here? It's the person that's complaining the whole fucking time. So self-awareness is key, y'all. Um, don't ever look up a recent photo of your first great love. What is wrong with some of y'all? Are y'all really doing this? I, first of all, I've already said, like, I don't think I have met my, a person yet that I like truly was like, I consider like a great love. So I don't have to worry about this. I can go back and just look at things. And like, I typically end up laughing because I'm like, damn, I'm really glad I didn't end up with that person. They look like shit now. Um, if you're trying to figure out what supermarket line is fastest, get behind a single shopper with a full cart over two shoppers with a half full cart or go to self-checkout or do a uh, drive up or do delivery groceries because there's just other ways around this these days. Um, low on counter space, pull out a drawer and put your cutting board on top of it. I feel like you always have room for your cutting board, or at least I normally do. Or you could put it across the sink so then you can throw away your like remnants of extra shit easier. You can always tell someone to go to hell tomorrow. Um, that's also not really true because you never know what tomorrow may hold and you never know if you're going to see that person tomorrow. Um, sometimes I feel like you can be the nicest, sweetest thing on earth, but you can still tell people to fuck off when they need it. So that's just my personal opinion. Um, and the last one is from Warren Buffett. If you follow the great life hacks above, you may not wind up as rich as him, but you may wind up as serene. So wait, are these all from Warren Buffett? That was not explained in this. Um, also, I don't think I'd really ever want to be like Warren Buffett personally, but that's just me. So who knows? Oh, Kevin Kelly was a legendary tech journalist. So, oh, these are his great life hacks. So um, I guess him and Warren are BFFs, but maybe that's what it is. But yeah, um, I figured I would share those with y'all just because I want to obviously get y'all's opinions. But also, I think the ones like the predictions about 2023 are pretty entertaining just because I think it's one of those things that you have to think how long ago that was and that people were able to predict those things. But then nowadays, we feel like we can't predict what's going to happen sometimes by the end of the week. But at the same time, if anyone's big on like vision boards and stuff like that, I know me and some of my girlfriends do a vision board every year. I personally do mine in Canva. And then I make it my background on my laptop because then I have to look at it every single day and remember what I told myself I was going to do this year. Um, so I'd highly recommend doing that if you are trying to like change kind of like your outcome for this year. Also, another thing that I would do is I've been watching all the like TikToks about like lucky girl syndrome. And basically you go around and just tell everyone how lucky you are and how blessed because like your words do have power. And so, so many times 
I know we do it like sarcastically or like to be funny. Um, and we say like, oh, our life's so hard or our life's so rough. But I think that your words really do have power. And so I think that that's something I'm going to be trying this year a lot more is just saying like, I'm blessed. I'm lucky. I, you know, like things always work out for me. And a lot of people said that they've done this and like their lives have drastically changed. Same thing as like uh, whenever Devorah was here, she was a sweetheart and brought me a plant. And I'm not really a plant mom. Um, I was a dog mom. And so I've been like freaking out trying to care for this plant. And I don't know what the plant is. I don't know anything about it. But I was like, okay, I just have to make sure it gets like sunlight and water. And I've heard that you always talk to plants. And whenever you talk to them positively, they're able to grow more. And I kid you not, I've been doing this every single day in my apartment like a crazy person. But the plant is growing. And it has all these like new like sprouts and everything on it. And I've just been like taking care of it. And I like rotate it and I talk to it throughout the day. So I like tell it it's a good little plant and it's going to grow and it's going to be really strong one day. And that's what I've been doing. And I sound insane, I know. But I do think that your words have power and that it's just a new year. And there's no better time to kind of just realign yourself and start, you know, really focusing on like, yourself and reflect on yourself and have self-awareness and kind of become the person that you're wanting to be or you've always wanted to be and make sure that you are doing everything in your power yourself to do that. So um, that is all for today. A nice little intro to the new year. Um, While I am trying to get our guests lined up, I know schedules are hard. Um, We have a lot of interesting guests lined up. And I think that y'all tell me what you would prefer. I kind of think I want to tell you like what each guest is going to be talking about, not who the guest is though. And you kind of tell me how, like who you want to hear from first, because there, there's some definite questionable choices on there, but I told y'all I was going to kind of stir the pot and, um, Yeah, I think that this is just going to be a very interesting year and you never know what you're going to get, especially here on Corks and Cowtown. So um, it is what it is. And I'm so happy to be back with y'all. And I hope everyone's having a great year to start. And until then, cheers.